Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Insane in the membrane. Here we are. Welcome to the show. This is Insane in the Membrane with me, Rich Wilson. And today I am joined by the mighty Olaf Falafel. How are you? Yeah, good mate, good. A little bit cold. Um, yeah. But good. I'm, I've, got, I've got a hat on. I've got some furry sleeves as well. <laughs> I'm sat at home on my own. The, the, the other half and the kids are all out at school and I can't be... I'm, I'm too tight to put the heating on for the house on just my own. <laughs> so, Do you know what? I find that... I, yeah, I was, I was in my flat yesterday and I was just... I was like, there's no point. It's just me. The wife's at work. I'm like, I'm just going to... I just put another jumper on. Exactly. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's kind of it's kind of giving away I, with podcasts. There's that kind of you assume they're all recorded the day before, so I don't know when this is going out. But yeah, it it, it will get it may get put out in like summer when it's really hot and everyone's <laughs> listening, going, "What do you mean it was cold?" So yeah, this this was actually recorded in the the winter of 1976 when it was really so, yeah. cold. <laughs> this has been the coldest. Isn't this the coldest March in like a decade or something? Yeah, it's it's nuts. It is yeah. nuts. So yeah, actually, I sh- we should say yeah, it's March, March the something or other. And yeah, it's, and it's blooming. It was <laughs> snowing earlier. <laughs> there you go. I do you know what? I got the bus and um, it was. It's, it's. I was standing outside the uni in Brighton, where the bus stops, and I was just stood there, and it was. It couldn't make its mind up if it was going to be sleet or rain, and then it was coming in sideways. He's just sort of standing there, just going. It's just how it is. I get it, but I thought, you know. I, th- I thought we were over that. I thought we were on the hill towards the nice yeah. weather. All the daffodils have come out. <laughs> Every time I see them now, I'm reminded of that um, Conor McGregor like, meme, like, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh. So this how are you? I'm good. I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, I'm all right. I've actually I've reached a, a, a stage in my life where I'm actually quite zen about stuff. I'm actually, things that were, yeah, I used to really worry about, I oh, mind you, I say that, I did wake up, <laughs> I did wake up the other morning panicking. We hadn't paid the rent and I was a bit worried about where we were going to get the money from, but we sorted it out. But, um, so I had that. But apart from that, I'm pretty zen, you know? Oh, that's, How about that's, you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. I go from one sort of thing in the distance to worry about and then the mm. closer it gets, the more you worry about it. And then it happens and you realize, actually, that was nothing to worry about. And then it's the next one. So, and then lots of little things in between. So, I mean, for me, doing the Leicester Festival was, uh, back in February, was one of those because it's a work in progress. And it was the first work in progress on my kind of mm. stage towards building a show for Edinburgh. Yeah. 
And I wouldn't say I had nothing, but I did have to pad it out a lot with stuff that was from last year's show. So it was kind of yeah. squeezing in new bits and, but, but I was also, I had a bit of a packed, packed one. So I did three events in one day. Oh, wow. Uh, I did a book reading at the Fox books in Leicester, which I did last year. And, but that to me is no stress because mm. I know what I'm doing there. I, it's, it's basically the thing that I do when I visit schools with my books. So I should yeah. point out to anyone listening, I, I illustrate as well as doing comedy, I illustrate and write kids books. So and and they're visit, excellent as well. Ah, oh, thanks man. Yes. I visit a lot of schools. So that, that event wasn't too stressful on my mind. The next one was a family comedy event, which again, wasn't too stressful because it was based on the show that I did up in Edinburgh, which went really well but i wanted to introduce a few newer bits so there was yeah. a little whereas the third event of the day was work in progress new stuff and that that was the bit that was giving me the uh i yeah, mean it, it was it, it was weeks before i'd be like i need to do this i need to do that will that work won't that work and i was trying bits out in little clubs here and there because the stuff that i do in edinburgh you can't really try out on a 20 minute proper proper yeah. comedy yeah as, yeah, as my, my kids say to me, are you, are, you, are you doing proper comedy tonight? And when they, <laughs> when they ask that, they mean, am I going to get up on stage with a fishing rod and fish ducks off pe people's head? Or am I just going to be up there telling jokes and making people laugh? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's very difficult to do the, the, the Edinburgh stuff yeah. when, I'm, when I'm meant to be doing proper comedy. I think this is what people don't realise about comedy is that they normally nine times out of ten they see the finished product you know that and you know like with everybody every comic on every level there has to be a moment where they're they're at they're at so uh, you know a little club trying out new things for the first time you know like mickey flanagan for example he's a, he's just been at the um at hammersmith the event in apollo and i've been, i was with him a few months ago end of last year and he was working stuff out on a tuesday at the guinea pig club, you know, and he was walking out to, you know, silence, you know, people were like <laughs> excited to see him. And then all of a sudden they were like, Oh, this is shit. And he go, yeah, it is shit. It's shit now. <laughs> and it won't be. And then you'll all be queuing up to see him. At the, it, you'll be it's paying the same, yeah. God knows how much money a ticket to see it. Yeah. But at the yeah. minute it's shit. Yeah. It's shit. And that's what, that's the thing with all of us. Every comic has ever lived. We have to find a way of trying to do the new stuff, don't we? And it's you fucking have, hard. You have to plow through that shit. And, and in yeah. a way, that it's kind of the same in a lot of walks of life. And one of the things that I go into schools and they, the teachers will not necessarily telling me to tell the kids, but what they, they have certain watchwords. One of the big ones in pretty much every school is resilience and persistence. Right. Uh, because I, I don't know whether it's always been the way, but it just, to me, it feels like kids aren't quite as resilient. And when the going gets tough, they, they'll stop or they mm. won't carry on. So I try and drum that in, but also with uh, a lot, a lot of kids in the Q and A's afterwards. A lot of the kids go, "How how did you get good at drawing or hand yours? And it's a boring answer, and it is just being shit. Although I don't say that to kids, but it's like you, you've <laughs> yeah, it's practice, and you've got to put up with things not being right the first time. And I think there's there's a certain level of if it, if it doesn't work first time with kids, they don't they, they don't want to stick at it. Yeah. And if if comedians were like that, there'd be no comedians. No, if it didn't work. If it didn't work first time, I did a bit 
you know the museum of comedy don't you yes i did a, i did a they do a, a new material night there and i was doing a bit just in the run-up to leicester and i had an idea um i mean could i should i say it i, I probably won't say it because i don't want to give it away because i did I, it, but yeah. it, it, it it wasn't it it was pretty rubbish it what in my head it sounded great and i told my kids about it and they're they're normally a good sounding board for like nah not sure they thought yeah like that 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 could work actually i probably need to tell you now the the idea was that (laughs) well it didn't work in the museum of comedy and then i i was talking to david at the museum of comedy and saying i'm definitely going to i was I had that was the Monday before the Leicester on the Sunday. So I'm definitely trying it at Leicester on Sunday. And if it doesn't work, then I'll ditch it. But I, I still believe in it, and it yeah. really worked on the Sunday in Leicester. I think because of the the situations where uh, the new material was very much a mixed bill, whereas the, the Leicester was people who know what I'm about and have come yeah. to see stupid stuff. It was basically um, some observational comedy from the perspective of a lobster. Right. Um, uh. <laughs> there, there was a bit of a twist and a bit of a reveal but i don't want to give that away but no yeah. no no but and, and it, it really it really did not work on the monday but i really thought that there was something in it and i tried yeah. it on the sunday and i just thought you know what the the situation's not quite right and i videoed it on the monday and i watched it back and i showed it to i, showed, I actually showed it to my eldest who you've met uh, and she's, yeah. she, she's a she's uh they're, they're both getting to be comedy fans because they they traipse up to edinburgh most years and excellent flyer for me now which is good but yeah <laughs> I, I, I showed it to the oldest and she still despite <laughs> despite the reaction from the audience thought no 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 you've got to do it so that was that was excellent. encouraging but yeah, they, mean, you, yeah you do you do have a lot of shit before you get there oh god and it's so easy to like you say it, it either doesn't work the first time and you want to bin it or it works excellent the first time. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's worse, isn't it? Oh, that's, right. Well, this is it. I'm doing I'm doing MacFest um, in at the end of April. I did it last year, and because it, it's a it's a festival, smalls festival. Everybody that goes loves comedy. They're up for it. They're so supportive. And when I walked when I walked into the car park where my gig was, everyone clapped and cheered, and it was like, "Wow, this is going to be amazing!" And it didn't let up until the end of the show. They were like, "Oh my god!" And you're going, "Oh my god, this is going to be the best show I've ever written." And I took it to Edinburgh, and it was like, "Fuck me, what happened? <laughs> where did it all go?" <laughs> there, there are there are some audiences that are just brilliant for that ego yeah. boost, aren't there? And uh, I, you've done the one in Tring, haven't you? I, yes. so I'm, I'm good mates with uh, the guy who runs the comedy and and the bookshop. So that's right. Yep. But he won't be listening to this. But if you are, hi Ben. Uh, <laughs> Ben's great. He, he's tolerated my bullshit for many years. <laughs> you know. Oh, sorry, Ben. I forgot that was happening. <laughs> so yeah, he's he, he booked he's a good me man. for c- comedy first, and then he had this crazy notion of opening a bookshop before the pandemic. And since then, he's kind of helped me out with sort of going around. Uh, schools and supplying books and that sort of thing but um, the point I was going to make is I've always yeah. found that Tring has always been one of those audiences that get, almost loves you into a full sense of security yeah. you go there right. and you're like oh this is going to be a fantastic Edinburgh show and then you, you the first the first week you're like oh shit I do have to work hard on this <laughs> where's Tring when you need it <laughs> yeah but then you were, so you, you were doing comedy and then you branched out into doing children's books now you you were already you were a graphic designer before 
Yeah, so, well, yeah. I, I was graphic design and I worked in ad agencies as an art director, so uh, coming up with ad campaigns for all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff and doing designs for all sorts of good and evil corporations. And uh, I, I was I was illustrating on the side, so doing mm. little bits here and there. And then I got one illustration job that basically paid more or less what I got paid in the year from this ad agency. Wow. So, I mean, it, it was good. It was for the times newspaper Excellent. and it was, it was football based. Uh, so I'm a big football fan mm. and it just gave me the, the kind of the free, the financial freedom to jack in the full-time job and go freelance yeah. and, and take on more illustration. So almost kind of migrate from being a designer into illustration and freelance because most, most comedians know because most comedians are, very much freelance yeah. there's, there's no security you kind of you have this you can't say no to anything because you never know when it's going to be the last <laughs> thing that gets offered to you so for the last yeah. 10 15 years i've been saying yes to pretty much anything and it's, it's, <laughs> it's worked out okay but yeah it does mean i have several hats now i have the illustrator hat the comedian hat the the guy who goes around and does tours of schools and you know also author um I'm actually my my daughter's football coach as well, so that that's, oh wow, that and that to be honest has probably been um, one of the one of the best things I've done, I think, because it, I mean, and this is a, a I know it's not a mental health part, loosely mental health, isn't yeah. it? But for my mental health, it's just been so much fun because there's no pressure on it. It's an under 14s girls team; they're all really great, and it's just really fun to do. And yeah. so do did all the courses, all the badges, all the first oh, really? aid and safeguarding and FA qualifications. And then it's every Wednesday we have training and then every Saturday morning we have a game and it's just, yeah, it's like a lot of fun. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it. I mean, this is, oh, I've just uh, did another podcast we called just now. We were talking about the same thing about um, people, the, the, the two lads that, uh, that are in, they were talking about sport and they just said, it's just nice to just go, and just for, just run around for a bit, boot a ball around, and yeah, like we play, th- we play comedians football on a Tuesday, and that just I don't I'm, I don't really follow football, but playing football I really love it, and I just it's, I mean not particularly very good, but <laughs> well, I love it. You know? I've always I've always played, but this is the first time I've kind of coached, and because it was basically my daughter has played since she was about five or six, mm. and she was in this team, and the coach had to step down. Uh, I think it was for work reasons or something. And it was, the club said, you know, will anyone else want to step up and do it? I straight away put my hand up and my daughter straight away said, no, you are definitely not dad. You're, 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 you're embarrassing. And I said, I know I'm embarrassing, but it's a really good club, really great bunch of girls. And if no one else steps up, then it, 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 won't, won't, happen. it won't happen. So I put yeah. my hand up. And luckily, when I put my hand up, there were a couple of the other dads said, well, you know, if you want to sort of lead it, we'll support you as assistants. And so... Amazing. And there's one guy who does the admin, which is absolutely brilliant because that's the one bit I hate. Yeah. All of that side of things. And it's the one thing in life in general I absolutely hate. Yeah. Anything to do with organising and emails <laughs> and... Yeah, I just put stuff off. I, yeah, I, same. I just want to be doing the fun stuff. And that, to me, is what I get to do because I'm the lead coach. I get to do all the training. I... there there was a thing um, which it was one of the the, the tournaments I think it was the Euros where Gareth Southgate he he didn't want training to get boring so he introduced this squeaky rubber duck 
Uh, and he, right. played, he played rubber duck tag with all of these sort of grown men. So you've got like Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling playing tag with a rubber. <laughs> and I thought this would be quite a fun one to do on my first training session with the girls to kind of stamp my mark and let them know <laughs> what I'm about. I said, right, got a rubber chicken, a squeaky rubber chicken and a squeaky rubber duck. We're going to play <laughs> rubber. T- <laughs> and I thought there would be eye rolls and sort of, oh, this is cringe, but they, they loved it. And it, I loved it. And it's all good fun. And now they, I only bring out the rubber ducks on special occasions, but they, they do love it and they do ask for it. And uh, even my own daughter has got over the fact that it's not actually embarrassing and they do quite enjoy it. But yeah, in terms of the just getting out, like you say, just getting out and being yeah. a little bit active and then also the, the sort of the camaraderie they have. And it's, it's probably one of the, yeah. the best things I've done. That's amazing. And that's the thing. It's, and it takes you out of your everyday. I mean, yeah, we're, we're very lucky to do what we do, but it, like you say, the admin side of it, it becomes a job. Like you're trying to book gigs, you're trying to do the work, especially what you do. Like it, it isn't just straight stand up. You're all coming up with all manner of like weird and wonderful, interesting bits that take a bit more preparation because you've got props and things like that. So yeah, it, it, it's work. It is work. And so to come out of that and just go, I'm just going to play football for a bit and help it's, the girls. And it was great. It's, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's a relief. It's it's something away from. You're, you're right. All the the, the the other stuff. The, the other stuff that clogs up my head. Mm. I do have a lot of stuff clogging up my head. <laughs> In fact, that's what yeah. my Edinburgh show is going to be called. It's going to be this year. It's called "Look What Fell Out of My Head." Nice. Um, because there's just a lot of a lot of it is just stuff that's been in my head for a while. Like, I mean, and there's there's bits in there that I want to do, and I've just not got around to doing. And I'm yeah. so I'm there's to give you a sort of flavour without spoiling anything. I want to do a fake live on stage colonoscopy. Um, I mean, this, this is audio recorded, so the, the listeners won't be able to see this. But I can show you, Rich. I'm, I'm actually sat in my kind of my den, my den of, oh yeah this wow is den of creativity where i make That's stuff and, the inside of your head it, it pretty much is the inside yeah. of my head there's sort of pictures everywhere and is that beyond ball behind you that's beyond ball there and that is hightower yeah. from police oh, academy yeah. that's um what's his name people want to see this we can put this on we'll put it oh, yeah, yeah i've got furry arms on as well because it's You've got cold. furry arms yeah. but isn't but, that what's his name uh the manchester artist is that you or did you do no, that? that that's me that's that's Whoa. me yeah i, I I do. Excellent. So the the idea that I've got for the colonoscopy is I've got one of these. Uh, it's a, it's an air duct thing from like a B and Q. If I can put this over, where's the camera there? And what what I want to do is get a camera up there, and then I've painted all these miniature masterpieces. Yeah. So I was oh, going to. Oh wow! So I was going to diagnose someone with having uh, art an art gallery in their digestive system. <laughs> Um, those are incredible so i've got yeah i've been i've sort of I, they're, they're quite therapeutic to do as well so i've got yeah. about six or seven different ones and the the idea i mean the idea is that we go we, we almost have like a little tour of an art gallery so it kind of mixes that sort of low up someone's bum hole uh, so, <laughs> so it mixes that highbrow and lowbrow kind of <laughs> well, is I, that, people do say like a lot of it is, yeah, a lot of it's a bit it's so pretentious like art is yeah, well, that's, that's, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm massively into art. I do this. Yeah. I was actually just about to do. I do um, every month. I do a column for a it's a, a kids magazine called The Week Junior, where I do 
how to recreate a famous artist. So I'm just doing, hold on, let me show you, the hockey size Great Wave. So that's literally just a bit of paper cut out and some quite a simple way of doing it. So I'm doing that at the minute. But yes, I'm well into my art, but yeah, understandably, it's very pretentious. So taking an art gallery and putting it inside someone's basically rectum and the, the, the idea that i've not done this yet i wanted to have it in time for leicester but I, I just didn't get there so that's kind of what i'm working on next the idea is that i have a pre kind of recorded video going yeah. down this digestive tract and then we get to various bits of art and then in the distance i'm thinking there's going to be like some northerners grumbling like hey, up, hey, bloody hell and then i go and I'll say, hang on yeah, I, I think there's a Lowry around, and we just have a little. <laughs> oh my god! So that's, that, that's kind of hang on. That's kind of the idea, but yeah, you're doing these takes a while, yeah. but they, they are quite therapeutic. Oh my like, god! I do it's, have to wear. Yeah. I, I put a post up on Twitter the other day. When I'm doing them, I do have to wear these glasses because my eyesight's quite bad. I wear contact yeah. lenses. I have to wear these glasses that make me look like um, the receptionist from Monsters Inc. You know the. <laughs> And my my my, uh. my kids will at about half three when they're back from school they'll open the door with the keys on and they'll I'll be sat here with like my powerful light on my glasses painting a small bloody Picasso <laughs> and they'll I'll turn around and say good day at school and they they just roll their eyes like this, this, <laughs> this, this is normal dad's doing his thing as a goldfish swimming swims across your glasses <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but it's it's that's it though it's that. You need these things. Like it is, it is good for your mental health to to have these escapes. You know, otherwise, if you just look, this is the thing. It's what I find. I, I know people that they go, they work nine to five, and then they come home and they do the same thing all the time. And I just say to them, like, what do you do? Like, to, there must be something that you do to come out of it for a bit. You know, they think what I do is mental. <laughs> like, you know, like you know. I think that that's the good thing about. Um... When I, I don't, I'm, I don't tend to tell people I'm a comedian if I don't no. know them. Mm. I, and you know, you. So when I when I first started doing the football coaching, I, I didn't tell them the other dads, and they, yeah. they kind of slowly found out. Um, and it's one of the, I think it's one of the, the kind of the magical things about you're always a comedian. What does it? How does it work? How does it happen? And everyone says, "Oh, you must be brave." And it must, and you think to yourself, ah, "Not really," because we've done it so many times, and we yeah. know. But I guess to an outsider, it, it, it would do. But yeah, you're you're right in um, what what do these other people? What do the other people do? <laughs> what do they? I, I got. I actually got on. So I'm still on LinkedIn for like illustration stuff that's sort of more corporate things. That, yeah, uh, that tends to pay quite good money, and I got offered a job, a proper job, on LinkedIn. Oh wow! Uh, and it was like, it was mu- much more money than I earn now. But it was <laughs> it was like nine to five, and my other half just said, "You'd die. You'd never do it. You couldn't. Yeah, you, you've been you've been not house trained. You've been wild too long. You've been feral too yeah. long." <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you've yeah. been out. You've been out in the world for too long. There's no. I someone said that to me a little while ago, and I was just like, I just couldn't. I could not be employed by anyone now. My desk would be upside down by lunchtime. Well, I'm yeah. going, no, fuck this. I need to go and chat shit for a living. <laughs> I, I could work in a shop. I could work, do you know what I mean? Somewhere where it's sociable and the hours aren't nine to five yeah. necessarily. But I think an office job would probably 
do my head in. Oh, God, <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah. And I, I remember when I was doing it, I would come home and I just wouldn't have time to do anything else. It was just like you'd, you'd, be, you'd have to commute, you'd be knackered, you'd get yeah. home, you'd just want to collapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. And I, that's, that's the, other, the other reason people that work nine to five, they just haven't got, they're just knackered. They're just, yeah. you know, as people I know that, you know, they're builders and they're decorators and they're doing it. It's like, they haven't got the energy to do something. <laughs> they just want to go and have a drink and chill out. You know, well, a lot, a lot of my mates, I, are sort of trade trades people. So mm. I've got a lot of mates who are tilers, brickies, chippies, that sort of thing. And, I mean, they probably look at me and think that's not that's not a proper job. <laughs> but they do, they do, they do look at me and think it's not a proper job. Um, but no, they're 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 a good bunch. But it's it, it is weird, I'm, and it's weird as well. The when you come back from a gig and you can't sleep, yeah, and then yeah. that means that means you sleep till eleven <laughs> or <laughs> or whenever it is. I mean, I've it, if it wasn't for the fact that. I make myself get up to yeah. make breakfast for everyone in the house before they head off to school. I probably would sleep until yeah. 11, 12, but <laughs> I, I, that used to be, it's a shame actually. Both my daughters are at high school now. Right. And it used to be one of my favorite parts of the day was not necessarily my eldest one, although she's great, but I mean, mm. with, with the eldest one, they were, I was walking them both into school. Yeah. Whereas when she left to go to high school, it was just me and the youngest, and we could. It, it was slightly more, not intimate, but just funnier because there was because there was just the two of us, and we weren't sort of competing for. There were three people competing for the, and we just come up with really stupid ideas, and a lot of it would inspire stuff that goes in my kids' books. She would yeah. tell me about her, kid, her her mates at school, and the, the stupid things that they were doing, and. Uh, tell me about funny sort of anecdotes. My other half as well, she works in a school. Right. And she's told me some, there's actually, so I've got a book that is coming up. So I did my first chapter book uh, last year and it is called Trixie Pickle Art Avenger. And it's basically, right. it's, it's about a girl, the way I always describe it, she is her school's version of Banksy and she uses sort of inspiration from different artists to get back at bullies sort of get even with teachers, generally make the world a nicer place by being influenced by different artists. Yeah. Um, and there's these, it's, it's, it's a very kind of cartoon heavy book, but there's these fact files in there about all the different artists that she's inspired by. And there's about 10, 12 different artists in each one. So I'm doing the follow up to that. And that's out right. on May the 4th. And there's a little anecdote that my other half told me. So it's normally my, it's normally was my old, youngest daughter telling me all these things, but my other half, yeah. she said, Oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. Um, we were doing a science experiment and she's, it was to do with measuring the rate of temperature change as ice melts. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and I've got a bit in the book about all of the, the, the science teacher in the book has all these pointless science experiments. And you're like, well, why are we doing this? We'll yeah. right, right class today, we're going to burn a peanut. or <laughs> 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 Which was the one that I did at school. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to build a bridge out of marshmallows and spaghetti. And yeah. So this one, what, what my other half told me was they got a washing up glove. They filled it with water or she did this. So it's yeah. like pre preparation. She filled it up with water. She put it in the school freezer until it froze solid. And you had this ice hand 
and then they put it in this tray of like, water and they measured the temperature and then they timed it over different intervals throughout the day right. and they recorded the temperature as the ice melted the temperature of the water. Uh, that, well, that's what was supposed to happen. And what happened, uh, they, peeled the, they tried to peel the glove off the ice hand and as they peeled it off, the fingers just snapped, started skidding over. <laughs> oh, and all, no. the kids, all the kids were pissing themselves as the fingers were snapping off. And then they thought, right, we're going to do this sort of like, you know, when you pull the tablecloth off a table and all the, 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 yeah. the that's what we'll do. There's only just a couple of fingers left. We'll just whip it off. And they whipped it off. And it was the only finger that was left was the middle <laughs> one. So there was, <laughs> there was an ice hand giving the middle finger to the class. <laughs> on a tr- all, Excellent. The kids, all the kids were losing it. Even the teachers were losing it. And I just thought, that is so good. That's got to go in my book. So I, I pretty much nicked it wholesale to put in the book. But yeah. Well, why not? That's a great story. And it's only, it's only going to just get wasted. It's just going to just be it, out there. Exactly. But that, 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 that came from my other half. But a lot of the stories in the first book came mm. from just walking to school with my daughter. And it just gave me, gave me a reason to get up. Yeah. A reason to get some fresh air. And also, I could just farm her for some ideas and, uh, get, yeah, just even if it wasn't stuff that go, was going in the book, she, she'd come up with, like, one of the mem- more memorable ones. She said, wouldn't it be great if we could hire Ikea one day and just invite all your mates around and just have one massive game of hide-and-seek? And I thought, <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be pretty good. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> I'd love that. I would love that. It's, it was like they were talking about buckingham palace and they said just turn it into a massive laser quest Imagine that. <laughs> that would be good wouldn't it just that'd be amazing if they did that you have so much more respect for everybody <laughs> just yeah that, that, just, that, you, know. you could they, they talk about the royals sort of making money for the country that that would probably treble it yeah who doesn't want to play like laser quest oh you do i remember years ago there was this alien um thing and it was at leicester leicester square at the, at the trocadero I remember, you, and it was like being in the film, and you you walked in, and there was like there was a party of twelve, thirteen of you, and then this this soldier said, right, we're going to take you through the compound, going to show you the eggs, going to show you this, and then this alarm goes off, and then he go, and then this and then soldier comes it. on, yeah, and this soldier goes, they've escaped, they've escaped, yeah, right, we need to get you out, and you're running through all these passages. If they turned turned Buckingham Palace into that, <laughs> I can imagine that they get you in there. Charles is doing the briefing, and then he's, he's saying, "Okay, there's a really," and then he, he's escaped. He's escaped, and then Prince Andrew is, is running after you, <laughs> and he's right. You got to get out before he gets. Yeah, you got to get out be, before he nonces you. Yeah. <laughs> now you see. Now we're now we're, we're thinking outside the box. Allegedly, if allegedly. I, oh yeah, allegedly. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> before i get a hit put out on me i would uh, say <laughs> well let's change the subject briefly yes you mentioned football and your love for football and i will say having seen you in action i remember that game we played yes. against i don't know what they were were they gamers or something like that they were like they, they, they were a youtube team they, who are actually a very good team in their own right now They've they, kind of, oh my god, they were good. They they absolutely spanked us. <laughs> this, this, and do you know what? All the other people on the team, because the video, they didn't want the video to go up because we lost. This is like 20, 20, 20, 21 one or something. It's something ridiculous. <laughs> and the, I remember Lloyd Griffith was like, oh, "Don't put this out. We don't want." And it was like, "No, put it out. It's really funny. It's funny, yeah, yeah." And the deep, but what I noticed, and it was the first time really realizing that when someone can play football, like really play. It's next level, like yourself. Like you were just, you were everywhere, and it made the rest of us. Look, the rest, I, I just thought, I just was like, oh yeah, I'm a pub, I'm a pub 
football team player. I was just, I didn't realise how big the pitches were either. It, it's, yeah, it takes a lot of leg work. Yeah. You, you get knackered pretty quickly. So I, I used to play, uh, sort of in my 20s, I would be playing mm. five times a week. Wow. So I played on a Saturday and a Sunday. I had sort of respective training for both ones during the midweek. And then I played just with some mates on a Monday. Now I only play once a week on a Monday night. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember that. That was really, that was really, really good fun. We did get really absolutely spanked. <laughs> I but, scored no goal. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, we, we, we were literally chasing our tails a lot of the time. Yeah. And you were just up and back, up and back. And I remember, <laughs> and then being in defense, which is where normally I'm pretty solid because it was so spaced. I didn't realize how big the pitches, pitches are. And I'm like, well, fuck, I wonder what it must be like for players then, like, if they're playing on these every week. And you're just we, the back, all the action's going on up front and you're just sort of stood there. I think we were predominantly sort of mid-30s as an average to, yeah. to, to higher. I think I can't remember how old I would have been. And they were predominantly early 20s. And yeah. like you say, because the, the actual 11-a-side pitches are so big... If you're quick, you can just knock it past an old man like me. And yeah, <laughs> oh, I got a lot of that. There was a lot of that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is. It's something uh, I used to do a lot more of. But now I'm I'm 46 now, and I, I still play on a Monday night. And it's just a revolving kind of group of people. And I've played with the same. I've played on that Monday night for. It's it was the year 2000, so it's 23 years I played. Wow. On a Monday night in Luton, where I live. And but the people that I play with have kind of dropped off. They brought friends along, and then they've dropped off, and their friends have brought friends along. So the age range keeps. I'm playing against sort of people who are in their sort of twenties and thirties, whereas I'm forty. Yeah, I'm forty six, but closer to fifty <laughs> than forty. Uh. So it just feels like I'm I'm the only one who's getting older, and everyone else keeps getting younger. But it, it's good fun, and it just again it, it kind of. It goes well with the comedy because it's that activity. In my my other half, when she she comes home, and if I haven't done anything, if I haven't, if I haven't been for a walk, if I haven't like mm. today, I've not done anything. I've just looked out the window. And it's absolutely raining. I'd normally try and get out at least once a day. She yeah. comes home and I'm bouncing off. The, I'm like a puppy who's been yes. kept yeah. in, and she knows she can tell when I've not seen anyone or spoke to anyone. Or I mean, this talking to you now will kind of temper that a little bit. <laughs> It's true though. We need that. We need that interaction, and you need you do need to keep moving. And I know, look, I'm 51, so I'm, and I'm more aware. Now. I, I still feel I can still move around. I still go to the gym, and I, I I walk most days. And you know, we didn't we the permit on our car ran out, so we live in Brighton. So we've been parking the car like sort of half an hour walk away. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm not in a rush to get a permit. I quite like this. Yeah, so half an hour to the car. It's half an hour back. We go to the gym. And then I do my stuff, and I feel a lot better for it. Just you, moving around all the time. Do you find you come up with ideas? Yes. When you're walking? That's that's my main. Yeah. If I need to, if I need an idea, I need to think about something. It's, it's what I do. I go for a walk around the park, or I'm, yeah. And I, I can be, I can be too. The only, <laughs> I, I gesticulate quite a lot as I'm. I talk in my head as I walk. So. People who are walking the other way think, oh, there's that nut. And I look a bit like I could be. <laughs> and I'm there going, what if I'm talking about talking about lobsters or something? I don't know, yeah. in my head. And then people are sort of giving me funny looks as they come towards me with their dogs. And I'm like, mm, stay clear of him. <laughs> but it's, I've, I've, someone said to me ages ago, I was talking about that. I said, sometimes I get lost in music and I'm 
air drumming or doing what I'm doing. Um, and I'll get, oh, I've come up with an idea and I'm excited. Yeah, but, but, and then he went, yeah, well, no one's looking at you. No one gives a shit. No one's, no one worries. It doesn't, it, they, they have a brief yeah. kind of like, what's he up to? But they won't, <laughs> they don't give a shit. It's like with what you're wearing. Like now and again, someone will go, oh, I, like your, I like your top there, but I was, especially when you're younger, you worry about what you look like. Yeah. Now I'm old, now I'm, old, I'm like, oh yeah, no one's looking. No one gives a shit. They're more worried about what they look like. My my kids take the piss out of me because they say that I've well I have I've got a uniform that I wear pretty much. I mean I'm not wearing it today, but I normally just wear a denim shirt over shirt with a striped t-shirt underneath. And, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> and I pretty much I've got I've got just so it's it's almost like Steve Jobs when he had the the black t-shirt and he had like 500 of them in a walk-in wardrobe. I've I've just got loads and loads and loads of striped shirts and loads of denim sort of over shirts and that's that's all i wear so and it just makes things a lot easier for me yeah. <laughs> because I, I don't have to think about what i look like then um. <laughs> ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're talking about music there. What, what, yes. you're, you're massively into your music, aren't you? You're, I love music, yeah. What's what's your next gig? Oh, man. I'm going to see a band called Benefits, who are, they're sort of like spoken word, uh, but over real, like, electronic, industrial noise, basically. What people, people go, it's noise. I've spoken about it on here before. Yeah, yeah. I've and I've played it to people, and they go, yeah, that's not for me. And I'm like, because it's, it's quite political, so they're talking about what's going on in a minute. So that noise to me, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Because that's we're getting that, fucked, and that's the noise it should make in your head. Just like fuck, you know, it's real. It's angry, and it's great. I'm, I'm literally going to search for them now. Just yeah. so when we finish here, I'm going to listen. Is it you describing it? There it sounds a bit Sleaford Modsy type. It's like yes, it's very or, much on that sort of sort of spectrum, but a more. It's more because a lot of it is. Just, it sounds to the. To, to, it just sounds like no, electronic noise. Uh, over the over the lead singer Kingsley shouting and hollering, but 
there are it, it makes sense to me i'm like yeah that's the that's the noise we should be making at the minute with the way things are they got a new song out called warhorse which has got a tune which is good warhorse warhorse yeah <laughs> that that was <laughs> that was actually my nickname was on, it really uh, when when i was playing football on a sunday <laughs> <laughs> there you go so are you into your music well, like uh, yeah i would say so i'm i'm yeah. going i'm going to see i mean one of my favorite bands of the last few years it's australian band king gizzard and the lizard wizard yeah excellent yeah we had and, them on the radio show yeah yeah uh, well, i'm gonna see them uh 22nd of march uh alexander it, it was at brixton and because of the trouble there or the problems they had there we they've moved it to alexander palace so i'm going there with my right. older brother and younger brother so if you if you're there listeners and you see three tall bearded men <laughs> stick stick clear any shirts yeah so no they're, they're I, I love their i mean they're, they're very prolific they have like yeah. two albums a year and they're, they're that kind of psychedelic rock um yeah some of it's really head banging some of it my my daughter actually when she was my eldest when she was seven would it have been she had to do a school homework about a person a famous person from australia right and because she kind of kids will kind of through osmosis suck up your musical taste yes. and i I was playing this when i first got into king gizzard and i was playing a lot of their stuff and she was it was quite head bangy some of the uh this the album that i was listening to and i as soon as I saw it was an Australian themed week or homework they were doing, I said, Oh, you want to do it about King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard? So she did this <laughs> lovely, um, it's about, it's like three or four page. I don't know, it might have been two pages about King Gizzard and oh, wow. where they're from. And I really like their music because it's bouncy and energetic. And she did like a list of their, her favorite songs. I think the, <laughs> the, the songs were called stuff like Cold Cadaver. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah I, I, so yeah i'm sure the teacher was thinking what the and she'd written like they're, they're a seven piece rock band from melbourne and she'd done a little map and stuff but i thought this is great so i took a photo of it and i i tweeted it and king gizzard retweeted it and oh it was, nice and that, that kind of made my made my day more than her day to be honest <laughs> i was like yeah yeah so, man so now they're, they're they're my faves at the minute so i love I'm, you I'm, yeah I'm actually going. I've got tickets to see the Arctic Monkeys with my my oldest. So she's she's going to be 14, and yeah, she's. She, I didn't realise, but she likes the Arctic Monkeys. And oh she wow! Said, oh. And she asked me if we could go, and I was like, yeah, I'll come with you to that. I've, I've seen them quite a few times before in various festivals and things. I just think yeah, yeah it'd be good, good fun to do a That's, first music gig with her. Oh, amazing! That's what I did. My dad and my dad took me to gigs when I was 14. And that was and that was how we sort of spent time together. Just because, because being a kid, you know, when I got to teenage years, I just wanted to just dis disappear. I wanted to just get out and go. And then Dad started going to see bands, and so I would go with him. And that was how we bonded. It was really nice. Going, to, it's good to go. And see. I took. Have I been? Uh, my lads, my lads won't. They won't come with me, or they wouldn't. <laughs> they might do now, but they they didn't want to before. Um, how, how old are they now? Well, my eldest is 30. He'll be 31 next week. Oh, wow. And my youngest is 25. Oh, I did see, I took my son, to my eldest son to see um, Son of Dave. Um, yeah. He's excellent. And I, we saw him at the Comedy Cafe. 
Which ah. was a, yeah, which was amazing. And that was a nice moment with him. We just saw because he didn't really know much about him, and I saw. And I was halfway through. He looked at me, and he was like, "Fucking yes, Dad!" And it was a really nice moment, you know. That... Uh, yeah, I, I tend to go to most of mine with my older brother because he's mm. he's much more. I mean, we, we both listen to six music, and we we like new bands, and we there's so we. I live in Luton, and there's a great venue, a small venue in Bedford, which called Esquires. Which yeah, is, I know. They, yeah. They always, there was. We, who did we see there last? We saw Yard Act there. Nice. Oh, I love Yard Act. Brilliant. Um, uh, that, that was one of those ones that had got put off through COVID about three times. Right. So when, it, when we finally, finally got there, and it was a, it was a really good night. Um, and it's always good as well because we go for a few drinks before, catch nice. up with him, and yeah. Um, but yeah, I tend, tend to go with him. He, he, tends to, he tends to send me little things saying, oh, have you heard of this? Have you heard of whoever happens it happens to be and then what do you reckon to this i can get tickets to this what do you reckon and i'll do the same with him like this king gizzard one was uh it was my christmas present to them nice because i know it's it's really difficult I, we always normally just do chocolate orange with some money attached to it <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> it's become a bit of a running joke where there you go it, we may as well not even give these because they're exactly the same you give me a chocolate orange with some money and i so i just thought oh, it'd be nice to do something and yeah. so i've got yeah younger brother and older brother we're all we're all gonna go have a few drinks go and watch king gizzard hopefully have a good night oh yeah. amazing yeah we, we my wife and i went to see our um idols at yes and that's the last one we went to and that was just there was a uh, self-esteem was supporting and then there was a rock sort of goth band i can't remember their name but they were brilliant uh these three women that made a right racket and then the lead thing ended up in the crowd and this, she was the support act. And you're going like, this is going to be a great gig. And it was brilliant. And it, and it, the thing is with live, seeing things live, when you come out, you're just like, oh, yeah, I want to be in a band. I want to do this. I, wanna. <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone's come away from seeing me going, yeah, I want to talk yeah, about my penis for a living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've inspired anyone to, <laughs> to, to make a fake colonoscopy or <laughs> no. But yeah, you're, you're right. You come out of that. Like when we saw Yard Act, the, mm. I think what the, the group, it was a, an all female sort of wet leg ish. Yeah. Right. Group. Um, oh God, I'm going to, I, I can't remember what they're called. I yeah. started, uh, following them on Spotify and it, you're right. You just leave there thinking, oh, this, this is like next level. This is brilliant. This is, this is yeah. such a, such a good experience. And, um, I guess from just watching comedy, it's 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 a different vibe, isn't it? Different vibe. I mean, some people might they might watch it because it's obviously something inspired us to go. I want to do that. So obviously that is there, but more you're more likely to kind of go and see a band and go, ah, oh, yes, I want to be in a band. I want to <laughs> do that. I want. I want. Always uh, wants to be a drummer. Are, are we past it, or you know? Um, well, is 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 there is there like a? I, I was thinking this the other day with um, children's TV presenters because I did a thing during lockdown called Art Club, where mm. I was, to all intents and purposes, I was a, a crap te children's TV presenter <laughs> teaching kids how to draw and excellent and so a little bit about fame. It's where the the book actually the the chapter book actually came from. One of the editors at Puffin saw it and asked whether i'd be up for doing because i'd only ever done picture books for yeah. younger kids whether i'd be up for doing a chapter book based on uh, famous artists and it it 
I think it was, I, I was reading something about there being a new Sky Kids and it just, everyone just looked really young. And I just thought, uh, it's, it's well, uh, one of the last, I don't know whether it's one of the last kind of um, bastions of inclusion is old people. <laughs> and I just feel like I'm way, I feel like I'm too old for anything these days. And like you saying there about we, we having a band, what do you think an old pe old, what's old? these days it's such a contentious issue uh but i'd, I'd say sort of over 40 is, is quite old for a new band yeah obviously I think, yeah obviously I think, you get yeah. lots of older over 40s musicians who are but they've they kind of made it they did it in their youth but yes. for a band starting up it's just uncool isn't it it's like, so uncool but i think you four dads up there <laughs> <laughs> well you say that there is that i know i do know a couple of bands and they're actually doing all right i think i think you have to not worry about that i think you have yeah. to go look embrace wanna, it we want to make music we're going to make music we're going to do gigs if people come they come um and we'll just see how it goes you know so yeah, I think it, it'd be quite interesting to actually embrace it and to fully kind of even to call yourself the Codgers or something. Not perhaps that far, <laughs> but do, do you know what I mean? Sort of actually, you know, we are old. Sort of, well, get yeah. over it. And we well, are. I, 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 do you know what? I said this the other week. I was with a mate of mine recently, and uh, and we were going to have a drink. We we're having a drink and watch. And she was at the gig, and then afterwards, she just I was I was to get her another drink. And she went, oh no, no, I've had enough now. And I was like, oh, okay, what, what, you've got work? She went, no, 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 because I just, you know, I don't do that anymore. Not at my, not at my age. No. I'm like, you're 42. What are you on about? And you're like, I think once you start saying that you're old, you become, you become old. Like, so, like you know, you go like, oh, I, oh, I don't, I shouldn't really do, be doing that at my age. I don't think it matters. I've got to be honest and just go, if you want to do it, do it. You know? Yeah. You, to, you know, I, just... I completely agree. I don't. I don't normally think. The only times I think about it are on the football pitch when I'm playing against much younger <laughs> kids who can absolutely rinse me. Yeah. And when, like, when I watch a band and I think, oh, because I'd have loved to have been in a band, but mm. I just think that that's past me now. I could perhaps get away with. I remember actually watching. I used to like the Mystery Jets. Do you remember them? Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Because they had one of the dads was that's right. Was he on the drums or was he a bassist? I think it was a bassist. I think it was like, guitar or bass, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But he, he'd be there. And actually, I thought that was quite cool. Just yeah. to have one of their dads was in the... <laughs> I think it worked because the music was good. If the music had been shit, imagine. It yeah. Would have been, oh, yeah. It would have been a bit cringe. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that would be the only other time I think, yeah, I'm too old. <laughs> I think but normally, that, yeah. normally I don't think about it. I just think, like when birthdays come and go, I don't think, yeah, I'm getting older. I just think, yeah, it's just another another day when I get a bit of cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that. I think it's, you're, you're as old as you feel. And I don't, I don't feel, I definitely don't feel my age. I don't feel, I don't. Well, you don't look yeah, it either, mate. Thanks, mate. That's nice. I just you, No, you, it, gen yeah. you genuinely don't. You, you, I think the, the fact that you dress well and you're, you're quite a, you're quite a, a with it chap. I think that's it. When I, when you start saying things like, oh, no, I, I'm a bit of a technophobe. I'm yeah. not going to go near that. And you're like, it's an air fryer, Linda. Just read the instructions, <laughs> mate. Just don't worry about it. It's once you start putting those restrictions on yourself, going, oh, no, I'm too old for that now. That's yeah. when it starts to fall apart, you know. And that's when you start to lose touch with stuff. Where I, I, I like I, to I, keep up with everything and see what's happening and, you know, be aware. Part part of the sort of comedian DIY sort of work ethic is you need to know how to work, uh, run, 
make a website work and you need yeah. to know how social media works and you need to know things that like my even my other half will come to me and say, well, how do you send this on Snapchat? And how do you, and yeah. like, all right, all right, Nan, <laughs> even, even though she's younger than me, uh, but I, because of the, the, the kind of the area that we're in, we have to learn a bit about everything and all those things yeah. that, uh, younger people would probably, you'd probably go to like, I go to my, my daughter will tell me stuff about things that I don't understand and she'll come back and she'll talk about from school and she'll talk about certain memes and certain slang and certain things. And some of it I'll have heard of, mm. uh, and then other bits she'll teach me about. And so th there's a bit, there's a bit of learning there, but more often than not, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll know people. That's, that's another good one is when I know people that she thinks are amazing and brilliant. And I'm like, yeah, I know him. Like there's, oh, there's, yeah. a, there's, there's a YouTuber called Daz Black. Who, right. I I not no don't know him like amazingly, um, but I did a few bits when Vine was a big thing. Oh, before. I love Vine. So I, I, yeah, I was I was quite big on that. I did quite a few sort of virally Vine things. And Daz, uh, we get in, invited to various Vine sort of event things, and he'd be there. And and he's he's I didn't, I've not followed his career. But apparently my kids have. And yeah. I'll be like, oh, what are you watching there? He goes, oh, it's uh, Daz Black. And I'm like, oh, I know him. No, no you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I do. I do. Like um, Uncle Roger. Oh, Nigel. yeah. Nigel. Yeah. I, 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 I Weirdly, I bumped into Nigel. I, I was doing a corporate drawing job, so completely away from comedy, paid quite nicely, out in Excellent. Philadelphia last year. And it was just really weird. I'd finished the job, looking for somewhere to eat, walking around Philadelphia on my own, Who's coming towards me? Towards me, Nigel. Nigel, wow. and I'm just like, what the? He's yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm here for two dates, uh, doing my Uncle Jeez. Roger, uh, and I was like, so I went, I went along and watched him the next day. I had my photo taken with my kids. Couldn't believe that I knew <laughs> Uncle Roger. See, it's things like that. They keep you young. They keep you it, fresh. It, exactly. Yeah. Keep you like you've got your and your, your children's books as well. You're like, you know, you can't. It's all very well going. I'm going to write children's books, but you, they have to be, you know, you can't. There is a you could be old fashioned doing it, and you've got to come up with a story that's sort of relevant. Yeah, you've got you've you know? got to be you've got to be kind of you you can be childlike and you can be old and childlike. You don't have to be young to do it. No. But you almost have to have a bit of a childlike mentality, I think, and I've definitely got that. <laughs> <laughs> much much to the dismay of other people in my house <laughs> a lot of the time but yeah it's and it's not necessarily knowing the ins and outs of what all children are into and up to but yeah, yeah. having having kids that are i mean mine are now older than the age that my books are aimed at because my i've got an 11 year old and soon to be 14 mm. and the book the chapter books are sort of 11 is the top end of that. I mean, I always say they're good for clever six-year-old or really thick 12-year-olds. <laughs> they're not really. They're good for all ages, of course yeah. they are, anyone, anyone who's listening. But um, so that whilst, whilst I've nicked stuff off them in the past, it's now getting to the point where I'm, I've stuck where I am and they're kind of moving on. So I'm thinking uh, I need, need to keep that sort of uh, mentality yeah, no, it's, it's, it is good fun um, doing doing the children's books and just coming up with ideas. And 
I'm, I'm working on another picture book idea at the minute, literally just before we rang, which funny enough is to do with persistence and resilience. Right. It's, it's, it's all about, I don't know, I probably shouldn't, probably shouldn't say it in a minute, but yeah, it's, it's a character, it's a character who has to overcome stuff. Let's just yeah. say, um, and it's funny, obviously. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that seems every school that I've been into, I go, go and do visit a lots of schools with my books and pretty much every school I visit there, they have this sort of baked into their school ethos is this persistence, resilience, never giving up. Yeah. So I just thought it'd be, it just, it'd be great to do a book that is kind of all about that, but make it funny. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what I'm working on at the minute. And that's brilliant. as well as, as well as doing paintings and stuff. But, yeah. Just yeah. keep, I, mean, I like that, but that's the thing that's, again, that's good for your mental health, like doing all these things. And like you say, if you didn't, if you didn't do it, they'd just be rattling around in your head and that would send you insane. Exactly. Well, this, this book that I'm talking about, I literally put the first draft down and sent it to my agent just because it was rat it'd been rattling around in my head for so long yeah the idea for like a two three months and i just thought i need to get it out i need to get it out because then it's one less thing in my head yes and then the only problem was uh, i got it out i sent it to him with a couple of little sketches of the main character and he sort of said yeah this is really good can you <laughs> how quickly can you <laughs> finesse it <laughs> so now it's, it's basically turned into another thing on my list rather than it being yeah, it's, it, it is an, it's, it's great fun doing all these things, but it's the admin side of it. It's just a nightmare and just the, yeah. the to do constant to do lists and yeah, just yeah. trying to exercise these demons <laughs> from my head <laughs> and then more and then more fly my way. <laughs> That's it. The demons are they'll never they're just they'll never not be there. There's always going to be never. new ones. Yeah. So it's just a never ending. I think that's it. Like I've said this many times. There isn't really a destination in life. It's just, you just do a series of things. And, yeah. and hopefully you know. they get more interesting. And more, like for yeah. example, I've, and I've always, and you, you probably find this as well. When you do something that you're proud of, it tends to be something else comes out of it. Yes. And then, so I, I, for a long time, when my daughter's, that illustration job that I talked about right mm. at the beginning, when it earned me a lot of well a, a bit of money so i could stop being full-time and go that came out of me doing some charity work yeah right so I, um I, I did a a wall chart for the world cup and yeah. the proceeds went to my local hospital that looked after my daughter who yeah. had a really tricky birth and then from that the the times people asked whether i could do some football illustrations for their world cup campaign so yeah. and but that only came out about because of the the, the thing that i did in the first, so I, I i find the more stuff i do and the more it branches out then the more people get in touch and then the more yeah. and sooner or later i'm gonna have to say no but i've got <laughs> weirdly what day does it say is it the 10th it's not is it we've got i've got on the so. 10th i've got a a big fiberglass morph you know morph the old yeah. um yeah do you, do you ever see these trails around cities where you get like elephants and stuff and different artists have painted a different yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're, they're doing one in London and it is for a charity called WizKids that um, oh, basically Wiz helps. Yeah. yeah, so it's for people who uh, have difficulty getting around, so people in wheelchairs or uh, people who need various walking aids. So they're doing a step-free trail, art trail. Right, okay. it, Morph, Morph is the kind of the character that everyone is 
his painting. So I've got <laughs> I've got a fiberglass morph turning up <laughs> that, that I'm going to be uh, decorating painting. So that that'll be fun. But that, that that's come about from the book, and yeah. so all these things kind of lead to another thing that I can't say no to because it might be the last thing that anyone ever asked me to do. <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, it's fun. It's fun stuff. And if I didn't do lots of different things, and yeah, I. <laughs> I probably would still be in bed, so it's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's worth getting out of bed, you see, because then you do things like decorate a morph, um, and then you, your last children's book um, is it Chris Hadfield, the astronaut? Didn't he? Oh no, no, no! It was um, Tim Peak. Tim Peak, sorry, yes, Tim Peak, yes. Tim Peak got involved and said, and he, yeah, which he did, was, which was amazing. It, it was it was a book about the the moon landings. It was called "It's One Giant Leak." For mankind it. that was it and I, yeah I, I just out uh asked him if he could read it and do me a little he, he read read a sort of a preview version and do me a little quote for it and he did me a lovely little quote that was something along the lines of uh i'm not sure this actually this is what actually happened but it's brilliantly funny nonetheless that's sort of, yeah, that's yeah that's it yeah, yeah i remember it basically the gist of the book is so it 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 was actually for the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. So it was in 2019. So right. 50 years after 1969. And uh, so the actual book, it starts off quite true to the story of Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins all going up to the moon. And then it kind of turned halfway mark. It just turns really stupid into a silly kid's book. Cause there are these on the moon, there are these moon baboons that steal the pod that they're meant to get back. Right, yeah, and so they're they're stuck on Earth, uh, stuck on the Moon. Sorry, no way of getting back to Earth. No food, and then uh, they spot this giant leak growing on the Moon. So basically, where they've taken seeds and to do experiments on the Moon, one of the seeds uh, has just grown giant because of the, the fertile Moon soil has grown <laughs> into this giant leak. They they end up sort of because they're really hungry. They end up scooping some of the leak out, and it makes them fart because <laughs> leaks leaks are quite yes, a, they are very, very windy uh veg. they are um uh they're, they're actually part of the allium family which incorporates onions and spring onions and that sort of thing that uh, makes sense yeah <laughs> and they do yeah they produce excess gas so they start to fart and because of the low atmosphere the gravitational pull they almost like fart themselves away from the moon <laughs> they kind of have to and then they come up with this idea how about if we uh eat out the inside of this giant leak and use it as a rocket a fart powered and they fart themselves back to earth in the giant leak and they land back on earth in a huge pan of water <laughs> so yeah it starts off all quite factual teaching kids about 1969 and the moon landings and the apollo 11 all the all the correct kind of times dates and names and then it just turns really stupid because that's yeah, what was, kids love farts farts are okay, oh yeah Kids, kids do, and I've, ne I've. I don't think I've done a book yet that hasn't got a fart in it. No, um, farts are always funny. That, that, uh, that there's a there's a bit in the latest uh, Art Avenger book where she's talking about everyone has everyone in life has a superpower. It's just some of them are completely useless. <laughs> and her dad's one is the ability to burp incredibly loud. Uh, not burp, sorry, sneeze incredibly loud. All right, okay, yeah, yeah. Dad, yeah. dad, dad sneezes. Oh, just, yeah just really loud my my never was until i became a dad and then overnight it was just like like a concord taking off um it just feels like every hole in your head has opened up 
<laughs> Whereas her mum's superpower is being able to fart at the, the, the same sort of volume and frequency as a mobile phone set to vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've done a little cartoon in there where it's just... <laughs> and the dad's like got his phone saying, that's weird. I'm sure I had just had a message come through and the mum's kind of got her hand on <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's that, it's that, like going back to what you were saying about getting older or feeling like you're getting older. and But it's things like that that keep you young, that kind of youthful silliness you know yeah. like every time i hand my wife something she immediately doesn't matter what it is she immediately puts it to her ear and goes hello <laughs> just, <laughs> or if there's a car someone beeps a horn outside she just goes pardon me you know and it just <laughs> it just makes me laugh and i and that's what you need just to keep yeah. doing that keep that alive and you'll be yeah. fine i, I mean the, the one that i do and it's it's a nod to eric and ernie is the old uh whenever you hear an ambulance or a fire engine it's they won't sell many ice creams going at that speed <laughs> to the point where my kids will say it to get to, to sort of get to stop me doing it. They'll get in before me. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so in a way my, I, I've passed the mantle on. So yeah. now they're saying it, hopefully it will stick with them. <laughs> but it's things like, like I remember the comedian Phil Ellis, every time I've been with him and you know, someone farts and he's like, Oh, new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. Just keep doing that. Keep trying, people listening, try and keep that silliness. Keep that silliness, yeah. I think that would be the one thing that I have it on my grave. Yeah. Keep that silliness. Keep that silliness. And this has been a lovely chat, Olaf. I've really enjoyed this. Mate, I've enjoyed it too. Great. Where can we find you on the socials, mate? Oh, well, I'm I'm on them all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think. think. And there's only one Olaf falafel. I think there is, yeah. Yeah. I mean... I think there might be a falafel shop in Ireland called Oh Falafels. Oh right, yeah. Um, and my Twitter handle is Oh Falafel. But um, yeah, you you can find me. It, yeah, it, it doesn't take it doesn't take long. And if you want to pre-order the the next book, definitely do that. If you've got kids who are between seven and twelve, they will like that book. And if you've got kids who are younger, I've got a book out called Blobfish, which is <laughs> which is about a sad little blobfish. So, yeah, they, they'd like that. Right behind you, I can see it over your shoulder, Blobfish. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Award nominated. Yeah. Of last week. I tell you what, I've just remembered. I quote you quite a bit. There was you put a, <laughs> you put a thing up, a, a, a picture, a, year, a couple of years, a few years ago, about Oliver Bonus, and you just went, "How many yes. bonus? And How many bonus? Oliver bonus. Oliver bonus. And <laughs> every time I see one, I say to my wife, I went, "How many bonus? <laughs> Oliver bonus. Yeah, so that's out there now. That's every day. Every time that's I weird. see one, that's there. I, I I do it. I only ever see Oliver bonus in is it London Bridge Station? Not stations, yeah, yeah. There's and a, whenever I know. get off at London Bridge, I think there's one, and I do it in my head. So yeah, <laughs> it's, I say it out loud I've, I've, all the time. <laughs> I, yeah. How many bonus? Oliver bonus. Oliver bonus. <laughs> Oh, well, I've yeah. forgotten about that. Oh, mate, it's, there. it's in my, it's in my, it's in my life. It's in your lexicon of yes. stupidity. This has been great. Thank you for joining me, Olaf. Thank you to everyone for listening. This has been insane in the membrane, and we will see you next time. Insane in the membrane. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs> 